Hi folks, welcome to a new episode of Movies and a Meal, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV, and much more of all we eat. Keith here, and we're joined of course by Ben. Hello. And Brad. What's up? Today we have a packed slate, leading off with a recap of our big Oscars contest from Brad, and then into the new movies. So we have two, Luther Fallen Son on Netflix, starring Idris Elba and more, and of course the week's big blockbuster, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, with Zachary Levi, Helen Mirren, and many more. So first, over to Brad for the Oscars recap. The final results from the... Uh... At Movies and a Meal Oscar Predictions. i got to get the old uh, Twitter tag there. Keith is our uh, big winner. Uh, only got one wrong. Uh, the supporting actress, which, to be fair, everyone got wrong in, yep. uh, out of the panel. So Chalk all day. Um, eight right. Uh, he finished in first. Two-time was defending champion Kelly. Finished in second uh, with uh, seven right. Only one she got wrong, along, besides the supporting actress, is the actor, which uh, she went with Austin Butler, same as Ben and myself. She finished in second. Yeah, Ben Ben won the tiebreaker, so because he he got uh, the tiebreaker, nailed it right on the dot with everything everywhere all at once, winning seven Oscars. So, so Ben by issue winning tiebreaker finished in third, where he took a shot at adapted screenplay, um, which I believe was. I chose All Quiet on the Western Front when it was women talking. Ben finished in third, and me finished dead last. So yeah, so uh, congratulations, Keith, on the victory. You are owed a movie that of your choosing for us to watch. Uh, we have not forgot about Kelly. Kelly has two more movies that we have to watch. <laughs> so um, like I said, maybe a quick Rocky 1-2 or... Rocky 1-3 or Rocky and Creed or whatever. Just uh, any combination of movies will probably be uh, good for her, So I mean, I think we found the formula. I mean, it might be a little boring, but <laughs> if you want to win, you really should go with the favorites. It hasn't really paid for any of us to take a flyer, unfortunately. Well, I think I'll, I'll drop the chalk for next year. I just wanted to win once, but yeah. it is much more fun, yeah, to just pick random well, things. Well, not only that, yeah. but I mean, it's. I think the Oscars <laughs> have gotten a little better of not surprising people. Well, next up, I believe we want to do an appreciation of the great Lance Reddick. And I'm going to let Ben start off, because I know, like everybody, Ben loved Lance Reddick. I think we were all surprised. You know, Friday I saw, I think TMZ reported that he'd passed away. You know, Lance Reddick was 60 years old. He is a native of Baltimore. And he's had, uh, he's been working for a long time, but I think most people really knew him from prominence, probably for a couple roles. I mean, the largest being Lieutenant Daniels from The Wire, uh, main character for all five seasons. Uh, he transitioned. He was on Fringe, the Fox show with... Joshua Jackson and Anna Tour, which was really good. And he's just been around for the last 20, 25 years. You know, sadly, we're recording this a week from John Wick 4. He's been a made part of that franchise for the last, um, I don't know, it's like seven or eight years now, nine years. And he's just one of those guys, he, he never, I don't think he really had a starring, starring role, but he was always someone who was in the main cast. Mm -hmm. And he always made whatever movie he was in or TV show was in better. He was just really a legit... Um, Keith, what do you think about this? Well, you know, like you, I, I've been a fan of The Wire from the beginning. And, you know, we're, we have another movie coming out, um, talking about today, starring another prominent uh, Wire alum. But I put Lance Reddick in, like, top five of all the Wire stars. And that's, that series just spawned so many people. It, it's a quali tells you how good an actor it is that you know he came on early on in the wire and when he and McNulty Dominic West got together there was just an instant give and take and that's what really made that show for me it's one of the top five storylines of the show and I just watched the first John Wick again last night and he's only billed as hotel manager he's probably in it for ten minutes but he just like Ben said he always puts his impact on things and he's always makes everything better 
one that Brad loves. Recently, he was just recently in One Night in Miami. He played Kareem X, another role that was not very big at all, but he always played that stern kind of commanding role, and he always had it. And funny guy. You know, we were talking about it before he was on the Eric Andre show. I did not know that. But he appeared through the years in, like, Comedy Bang Bang, and he was on an episode of um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Just an all-around fun, funny guy also. One, one guest spot I remember, because it's my favorite episode of West Wing, there's an episode where uh, Toby Ziegler, Richard Schiff's character, finds out that his, his coat has been was worn by, I want to say, a Marine veteran who's died. Lance Reddick plays the officer who's on the case. And that's just my probably my favorite West Wing episode of all time. And so it just shows you. He can drop in quickly and do great things all around. So he'll, he'll be sorely missed. And like you guys, I've not seen him in, in uh, much of anything. I've seen him, like I said, in briefly one night in Miami. He had a good, he, it was definitely, like Keith said, he was there briefly, but he definitely had a had a, a good impact. In it. And then um, in the John Wick series, I've seen him. But uh, like you said, when you mentioned the Eric, uh, Eric Andre thing, I it was just a clip on Twitter I saw. It's just basically, it's just, I mean, it's him, and it's like Eric Andre, you know, is a little, his show's a little out there, and he's just <laughs> like on tangents, and he's slamming the desk, and then it's just like, as he, as Reddick's leaving, he just goes up and just, I won't do it to, to this desk here, because it might flip things over, but he just slams the <laughs> desk, and he's like, you need a new desk, and just walks out. It's just, it's it's understatedly funny, and, and scary to, for, especially for Eric Andre, if you look, he just jumps back, and it's just, it's just, he's definitely had a gravitas to him. Shame to see you guys, I think he's what, 60, I think? 60 years old. Yeah, yeah so crazy. Yeah, so it's, it seems young, especially for um, actors nowadays, they seem like, uh, it's, uh, but. Just for anybody, really. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. also yeah. he was just a healthy looking dude. He yeah. Was, you know, was commanding. You know. Yeah, so, uh, so it's uh, sad to see him. Passed away, and like I said, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was, still had a prominent role in John Wick as a continue. And I mean, he just he probably would have made appearances because I mean, he's. I know he's done numerous TV spots, like Keith mentioned in movies, and like Keith and Ben mentioned. So uh, it's just a shame to see him go. So you ever played Destiny? Apparently, he was big in that too. There's a voice. No, oh. I did not play Destiny. One, no. one my dad loves. Uh, I think it's on Prime. Bosch. He was. On, oh yeah, he, he was, was on that for a long time. But I've never watched that show. There's just too many good TV shows. Well. <laughs> You know, it's just a tribute to how much respect he had. Like, my Twitter timeline was just filled with people paying respects, like Titus Welliver from Bosch, and mm -hmm. obviously David Simon weighed in, and just everybody. I mean, I, I even think the, I think even the governor, Wes Moore, had said something, because again, um, Lance Reddick, that's his real name, um, you know, is from Baltimore, and I don't know if you know this, Keith, but originally he, he tried out to be Bubbles. I didn't know that. Yeah. He would have been, you know, I can't see it being but Andre, but Andre Royo, yeah. but he... No, that made the right been, choice. interesting. <laughs> I don't think, I, could, I don't know if I could see anybody else playing Lieutenant Daniels besides exactly. Lance Reddick, so, but R.I.P., you know, it's another one we lost, uh, Michael K. Williams, uh, I don't know, less than a year ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. 2021, so a little, yeah, a little year and a half, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's tough, it's tough, mm -hmm. but gone too soon. I think we should transition, so Keith, I'll turn it back to you to drive. All right. Well, next up, I had watched the Netflix movie Luther, Fallen Son. And, you know, it's an interesting segue this week because, you know, um, Lance Reddick is a top, I said, I said, a top five, the Wire character. Probably the most, when people remember most of all, is Dries Elba's Stringer Bell. If you know him for The Wire, you love him for that. He's in all kinds of roles since. But I say what Dries Elba is secondly known for is Luther. Played John, DCI John Luther since 2010 for five seasons in a movie, not quite six seasons in a movie, but. In British terms, that doesn't mean a ton of episodes. He's done, I think, 20 episodes total, and now the movie, because they only do six episodes in each season, sometimes four with Luther. It was a little uneven. 
But, you know, um, Luther has developed into a really a cult sensation. It's one that I really love. It's created by this guy named Neil Cross. And he's created this realm where DCI Luther, you know, Elba's character, always tracks the, the most gruesome cases. They usually involve serial killers. And he never holds back. You know, these are horrific stories. And there is much, I like it because they're as much horror movies as they are police procedurals. And that combo certainly continues with the new movie, Luther, Luther Fallen Son. It's the first Luther movie, and it's out on the Netflix now. In it, Luther, a role Elba has really embraced, is the way open up on this one. He's on a case of a young missing Londoner, who we soon learn is part of a plot by the movie's Big Bad, played with equal style by Andy Sarkis. And I'm really not revealing too much here, because part of the beauty of Luther is that we find out pretty early on who the killer is, and then Luther and crew have to figure it out. And as always in Cross Creations, it's an elaborate plot that unfortunately gets ahead of its storytelling here. There are just huge leaps ahead in time with things that never really get explained. So when we get to what Circus's David Roby really has planned, and for that I'll have to add the spoiler alert later, I'll let Brad do it. You know, it kind of comes out of nowhere and it just isn't really too well developed. But there's a lot still to like here. Um, fan favorite Dermot Crowley is back as Luther's constant ally, Martin Shank. Best of all, Cynthia Rebo joins the cast as Odetta Reigns, who now runs the show from the inside, as Luther works it from the out, from the outside. Once they team up, this movie really soars. But now, the downside. Brad, if I can have you sound the spoiler alarm. Spoilers! Turn away! Run away now! Well, like I said, Neil Cross always has elaborate, horrific plots. This one, though, is thoroughly ludicrous. I'm giving a lot here right here, so if you haven't seen it, look away. The conceit here is that he's blackmailing people and uh, uh, their dirtiest secrets, and then in the grand finale, he's creating a red room, which is a term, if you're familiar with horror, is thrown about a lot. It's used too often. He's creating this place where people will go online and watch people be killed. It's just a plot that I've seen too, fa too often, and it's just a little silly here. However, there are three powerhouse performances here, and when it builds to the big showdown with Circus... Elba and Arivo, it's really, really good. So, with all that said, even with the plot um, holes, I still really love this Luther project. And, you know, even though he's moved on, I think Idrissa Elba has talked about it. I think there'll be at least two or three more Luther movies, because he only has to make them every three or four years. And I think there are going to be two or three more of these on Netflix. And, you know, for the mix of great acting and a mostly compelling story, I'll give this one three stars, and I'm in for Luther as much as they want to do. Keith, you want to take a crack at uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's good. You know, I know people are not quite as high on this one as me. I will go 65 critics, but the fans love Luther. I'll go as high as 85. Mm -hmm. Critics are close, Keith. 68%, mm -hmm. 84 reviews. Audience, spot on, 85%, uh, 14 reviews. So not many reviews last time wow. I looked. So, but, I, uh, I promise audience, I didn't cheat, but, but only, only 14 um, fan reviews? Mm -hmm. Wow. So You know, well, Luther, like I said, is a, it's a cult thing. They, there's, only been, there's only been 20 episodes or so, but the people who love it truly love it. So that's good to hear. The uh, critics' consensus for uh, Luther, The Fallen Sun by, by Ron Tomatoes is uh, longtime fans will be happy to have more of Idris Elba's brilliant detective, but Luther, The Fallen Sun is a fairly uninspired addition to his case files. We also have an audience says for this one, and uh, <laughs> they say, if you can forgive a storyline that could have been better, Luther, The Fallen Sun has plenty of everything that fans of the show will be looking for. That's why I'm with the fans. There's a lot to like here, even though it's, it's pretty ludicrous. <laughs> All right, moving right along, we go to the big movie this week, which is Shazam! Fury of the Gods, with Zachary Levi, Helen Mirren, and a whole lot more people. 
and we'll talk all about it. But Brad, what is this movie about? All right, summer is always courtesy of IMDb. Uh, the film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed <laughs> into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. Well, Brad, you're a comic book guy, so why don't you start us off with this one? It's it's a good movie. It's um, I love Zachary Levi. He's he's a shoe in a Shazam. I mean, it's just he he does a good job playing adult who has very childish tendencies. Childish enthusiasm, I guess you could say, and he's excellent at showing at it. Um, what really underrated for him, and and it's you see it near the end of the movie. I think his serious moments as uh, Shazam, I think, really are very well done. And I mean, it's he does a pretty good job of that in uh, Chuck too, which Ben reminded me of. I love Lucy Liu. She's she's good at this, but I think as Calypso, I, they could have given her more. She's not quite the quote unquote mustache twirling villain, but. <laughs> she's pretty close to that. I, but when you see her ride on the giant dragon, though, it's so I, much fun. No, yeah, <laughs> no I, I get that. It's just, like I said, I, I think I think unlike Helen Mirren and Rachel Ziegler, she's not given as much, and I think it kind of hurts a little bit, especially in the, the last half of it. I think the guy who really was given a lot more to play with, and I think he did a pretty good job with it, is Jack Dylan uh, Grazer. He's, uh, he plays the, uh, the child Freddie Freeman. He's getting more characterization in the movie. It shows his, like, I guess his character arc where with the powers he becomes cocky and overconfident. And then I think once he the story goes along, he learns about what it means to be a hero with sacrifice and he respects the, the meaning of it. I don't know, Ben. What do, you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I agree that it was a pretty entertaining movie. If you ask me if this is better than the first one, it would be a toss-up. I'd probably lean closer to the first one. But... I was I was entertained. It's cast well. I agree with you, Brad. That Zachary Zachary Levi is you know as good as DC's casting has been. Really, as someone who embodies uh, what you were saying, uh, you know, kind of the dual identity. I mean, you know, the first Shazam. It's easy to explain to lay people. It's just like imagine <laughs> Superman but big. Also, the movie Big, and this is a a pretty good representation of that. Helen Mirren, you know, she is an Oscar award winning <laughs> actor. She is a yes, the CV is. All the way down, and you know, I, I appreciate her because she's getting older. But she's like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna just have fun. I'm gonna be in the superhero movies. I'm gonna do Fast and Furious movies and action movies and stuff. And she never phones it in for sure. I think, or like when she's really laying it down and some of this really kind of clunky dialogue, she still sells it very well. I agree with you that Lucy Liu is only really there just to be the secret antagonist uh, at the end. <laughs> It was good to see Rachel Ziegler. I don't know if she had as much to do as the rest, and neither did the rest of the cast. Like, everyone got to do more, but at the same time, like the Shazam family, but they also, their characterizations didn't really grow that much from their first movie. But um, I found it entertaining, and definitely miles ahead of the Black Adam movie from The Rock, <laughs> which I think is the last DC movie we saw. I think it might have been. Thank you, right. Well, I didn't like it quite as much as you guys, but for some reason you hinted at. I liked all the villains, you're right, that um, Lucy Liu was very broadly drawn, but Alan Mirren, always great. Mm -hmm. And senior man, um, um, Zach Dylan Grazer, really grown to the role, you're right. I really liked, my favorite stretch of the movie might have been when he was running around with the wizard, our podcast favorite, Jima Hansu. Jima Hansu, yes. Who gets a ton to do in this movie. I will say, it's time for Billy to graduate. I really thought they worked the family angle in in the first movie, and it was great. It was the whole foster family. It was very well developed. In this one, though, Ben hinted at it. I was pretty much 
bored to death when they were sitting around the lair and just talking about their plot. I mean, the pen was a little funny, but the kids beyond, um, you know, beyond Freddy, the other kids are given very little to do. I did enjoy that one scene when they, when they rescued the bridge, the people on the bridge at the beginning. That was funny because it's always great to see Adam Brody in his grown-up hero form. He's always very funny. But overall, the kids were not given enough to do, and I just really thought that was a big drop-off from the first movie. So I, I liked it, just I don't think as much as you guys. I, th- um, I think while they, didn't, they weren't given as much to do, I think they meshed maybe even a little better because I think, like you said, there's more screen time with them. I think they mesh well. Like you said, you mentioned the, the layer, the layer thing. Yeah, it's there's they don't do a lot m- much, but it's like just just imagine like Helen Mirren reading the letter that was given to him by the pen, <laughs> and just all the little like you can almost nice picture touches. yeah like you mentioned like all the kids what they're saying as she's reading the letter. I think that's pretty good. You mentioned Jaimon uh, Hansu. He is my uh, secret MVP. I think Ben called it. So, um, but <laughs> I was trying trying to throw a zig in the zag there, but I couldn't. It's just. I, his character's fleshed out a lot more in this, and I think, like you mentioned, Keith, the, the bonding time with uh, Freddy is fun to watch, especially uh, just the uh, keep, keep misremembering his name mm-hmm. and all that. I think that's a, that's a very well done. I think the comedy was hit and miss. I mean, they, yes. they, go, they go with a childish humor, and <laughs> at times it works. I think it, wore, it wears you down a little bit, and I think like in the end it was starting to hit a little more for me. Well, getting back to it being kind of a kid's movie, I, don't, I won't spoil the ending at all, but there is a lack of overall peril in this movie that kind of bugged me. Um, superhero movies, even, I don't want them to be all dark, like the darkest DC movies, but this one really didn't have a lot of edge to it at all. I don't want to get into it, what the kids actually enveloped to, uh, maybe we should take the spoiler alert off, but the end kind of really just bothered me a lot. <laughs> there's there's something about me. Um, Ben, you want to, you want to drop uh, it? No, I think... You got the, anything else? I, I think the performances all are, are pretty good. Um, I will... To slightly disagree with you, Keith, but I think and definitely this this movie has the most heart of any DC movie that we've seen in the Zack Snyder era by far, and uh, we need a little bit of that. Um, it's to it is to be seen how this or if it will survive the James Gunn takeover. I know that I think originally they had mentioned that James Gunn would want Shazam to be in there, and I think Zachary Levi deserves a chance to be in there, but also. I think they said that, you know, it is kind of contingent on the box office, and, you know, Brad's going to get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I hope he gets another chance. I think of all the... I'm to the point now where the rest of the DCEU, um, if we did a full reboot, and, you know, apologies to Henry Cavill and <laughs> Gal Gadot and, and Jason Momoa and some of these other guys, um, you know, if we don't see him again, if they're quietly retired, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be too tore up about it, except for... Shazam! I think there's some potential there, and and it just reminded me how much that Black Adam really screwed up because Black Adam should have really been the villain in this movie, yeah. and then spin it off. But yeah. you know, The Rock. I know The Rock's got his own thing, and he's a, he is a star, and he's got to do his own thing. But I think they really blew a good opportunity to grow all the characters, including Shazam, and make Black Adam a more interesting character before his spinoff movie. And it could have laid the franchise and the foundation a little bit better. So, That, but, I, that I completely agree with. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my ratings. And I'll, these gentlemen will do the same. And then I think we'll do Rotten Tomatoes and Box Office. And we can take the spoilers off. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a three. Right. Go ahead, Brad. I'm going to give it a three as well. It's a, it's a DC movie that has heart, which you can't really say much about lately. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, Keith, what do you think? 
I'll go two and a half. It was just, I knew this going in, and the first one was too. I preferred the first one. I thought, it, I thought that the family angle blended better. This was overall even more of a kid's movie, and for that, I can't go higher than two and a half. Rotten Tomatoes, critics and audience. Uh, ben is going to recuse himself from this because he, uh, unfortunately... Uh, I saw it. Because I, I was reading some, <laughs> well, I was reading some articles yeah. about the box office and David or David F. Sandberg <laughs> mentioning it, so I'm, I know it. Plus, Rachel Ziegler kind of... A, in one of her tweets to kind of appeal for more people to watch the movie, she also mentioned some of it too. I saw that, but I looked away from that tweet because I she's she is she's a fun to follow. She really is passionate for her movies, but um, so I'll take a stab at it. I think critics mostly like this. I'll go seventy, and I'll go eighty on the fans. This is a crowd pleaser. Well, Keith, you're close on the audience. Eighty-five uh, percent. That's five hundred plus okay. reviews. Uh, critics. 54%, 161 Oof. reviews. Well, even I giving it two and a half, I still liked it. That's that's harsh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the critics' consensus on this uh, via Rotten Tomatoes is uh, more unfocused and less satisfying than its predecessor. Shazam! Fury of the Gods still retains almost enough of the source material's silly charm to save the day. Yeah. Which sounds a little more uplifting than the, the 54% they gave it. So. Well, some people, when they give it a splat, they're right on the fence. Yeah. The box office numbers kind of show what the critics were thinking. Um, we were thinking, what, Key 60, 65 million? Well, here's what I said. I was privately hoping that Scream would beat Shazam. Yeah. Scream was at 45. I didn't think it would, so yeah, 60. They were predicting 53. Okay. Thirty and a half million one week for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I'm just celebrating because horror. I'm so excited. But anyway, so so yeah. Shazam. So you hate Zachary Levi. So no. you <laughs> wish this franchise to die. That's what you also celebrate. I I'm not sure we need another Shazam movie, but that's that's exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, so Shazam: Fury of the Gods number one, thirty and a half million dollars. Number two, Keith, you can celebrate on this one too. Scream six. Seventeen and a half million dollars, uh, two week total of seventy six million dollars. So, Excellent. Number three, still holding strong, Creed three, fifteen point three million dollars, three week total of one hundred twenty seven point seven million dollars. Four is sixty five. The um, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which I'm surprised to see it on here, but uh, we we didn't have any box office last week. Five point six million dollars this week. Shockingly, actually playing in Salisbury. I had no idea. Two-week total of $22.1 million. Mm-hmm. Number five, still still someone hanging in there. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, $4.7 million this week. Five-week total of $206.4 million, which is kind of low on the That's MCU range yeah. for, for a five-week. So. Really? So Creed's out of the top five then? No, Creed Three was thirty. Oh, okay, sorry. So, yeah, one hundred twenty-seven yeah. million so far, right? Yeah, so that's so, that's doing good. Yeah. So, and then number six, still hanging in there, Cocaine Bear, three point nine million dollars this week, four week total of fifty-eight point four million dollars. So why don't we do some spoilers real quick? So right? Spoilers! Turn away, fly away now. You know, at the end, they have the big challenge, and the city of Philadelphia is under threat of um, monsters or whatever, and. Shazam kind of does his Spock at you know at the end of um, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan um, and kind of sacrifices himself. But yeah, you talk about no stakes. Basically, um, you know, again, spoilers: a boy Billy Batson dies, but then uh, we have a Wonder Woman ex Machina who kind of comes in and resurrects him at the last minute. I'll take a point off for that because it wasn't really. It, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Even though there was a there was a dream with a Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming, but I'm saying it, it will spit the fact that it was pretty much a kids' movie, but it still rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. 
thing that bugged me a little more was not the Skittles thing, but the unicorns. The kids dream up these unicorns, and then they have nothing to do with the battle. They just ride in the battle on these unicorns. Oh, they did. And they, they have they, almost nothing to do with it. They killed a couple. They corralled the monsters together. But it was kind so. of a, it was kind of almost a MacGuffin. And that just, yes. that, just that bugged me. That, <laughs> I agree on that one. It's, <laughs> there's too many coincidences at times. The unicorns being one of them. I don't think it took as much away from the movie, maybe, as you're thinking. But it was definitely a coincidence. And... Who knew Skittles could equal ambrosia? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it's weird. But, I mean, like I said, I would think it'd be closer to honey, but who knew? So, <laughs> well, it was but, through the eyes of that little girl. So, that, you know, that, that, that they set it up. Ambrosia. I mean, they set up the Skittles thing. And, mm-hmm. and as far as product placement goes, at least they tried. Yeah. And that kind of made sense. Yeah. I've got two nitpicks. Is it the Brad Rant kind? No, Brad not the first one. Brad mm-hmm. Rant's coming on the second one, and you've touched on, touched on it already. Right, but, uh, brace my, yourself. My very minor nitpick, and this is uh, a la Creed Three belt holding position. <laughs> I kind of wanted more panic in the city. I mean, you're, you, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. It's, there's, there's not much panic in the city. I mean, they're put under some kind of dome. I mean, they can't get food in and out. They can't get everything there. Supplies are probably going to run thin. And like Dark Knight Rises, the third one, like when the, when Gotham City is separated from the world and you got like the National Guard there and you got people, where's the National Guard? Where's all these yeah. people that are trying to get in the dome? It's like, I, they, they kind of just stand around and watch these monsters being born too. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, you know, granted, our culture is to take both of things. But still, it was no, really no. weird. You know, no. I mean, it was a funny moment, but, you know, Shazam is waiting. Not to spoil it too much, but, you know, Shazam yeah. is trying to have a sit-down with Helen Mirren's character to kind of settle this yeah. in a peaceful way. And some guy's just like, yo, Shazam, what's up, man? Yeah. When are you going to fix this? And, you know, it's not, and there wasn't any. Exactly. And you're right. And I, there, there are some times, too, when the monster so, spoiler, you know, spoilers, whatever. Lucy Liu turns out to be the real bad guy. She's like, I'm going to destroy the world. And she lets loose all the monsters in Philadelphia. And these, like, gross, like, alien insect things are, like, being birthed. And people are just staring there like, I would have gotten the hell yeah, out of here. Seriously. The thought. woman like, stares at yeah. it for, like, She's 15 seconds. She's a long seconds. time. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and I felt bad for her because that monster, after about a minute of it being birthed, finally yeah. woke up and, like, threw her through a window <laughs> yeah. and murdered her. But I was just like... Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not waiting to see. I'm out. I'm not waiting I'm to out, see. I'm out. I'm out. Exactly. I'm, I'm a fat man. I need more time to run. I'm out. Give me that extra time. But it, so. but it was always like that. There was a lack of urgency at the beginning when you mentioned the bridge rescue scene. People were just sitting in their cars yeah. when things. I'm just like, no, I'm getting in my car. Yeah. Forget the insurance. But granted, some people were running, running there. However, yeah. when they capture. Um, uh, Helen Mirren's character. Give yeah. me a second. Let me find her name. Uh, Hespera. Yeah. And they catch her yeah. Hespera and they put her in a jail cell and it's like. The woman is an elemental yeah. magic. Why are you going to put her in a, just a regular jail cell? Come on, I now. Would, I would only now, granted, now, granted, they're kids, yeah. so yeah. you got you got to take a little bit of that. But even the smart one could have, you would think, would have, would have recognized that. But I'm getting ready to rant. So, so, this, so that wasn't the rant. That was not the rant. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, all right, here we go. So, rant. so Ben, I apologize if I blow your ears out. I apologize, okay. but just don't break my table. For the love of God and all that is holy, please stop spoiling shit on TV commercials. Oh. God darn. <laughs> I did not need to know Wonder Woman was in this movie. Granted, they're probably realizing, okay, we're not getting the stuff, so we need to get show an extra scene or something. But stop spoiling stuff. Yeah. It's not it does it takes everything away from it. I would have been absorbed in that final scene. I've been like, oh, he's dead. That's a shame. But I knew what was coming. And it takes away from the shock. It takes away from the pleasure of it. It just drives me fucking nuts. Don't do this. Ah. <sighs> Just someone, 
Please, damn it, someone fix it. Yeah, yeah that's, I get, that's 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 mm-hmm. there. I get there. that. You know, normally if it's a blockbuster, they would have that commercial, but that would have been like released maybe a month after. You yeah. know, I remember when Endgame. It was like months later. Endgame. They finally some of the some of the spots had Captain America with a hammer, but that was after that was yeah. weeks after the yeah. movie had been out. I mean, and they keep they keep doing it. There was a spot in the movie that I saw. I can't remember what it was that, that spoiled it for me. The last part. I just. Stop. Just stop. Stop <laughs> it. Just please. And I apologize for, for all the children listening. I dropped it well, that, You so, wait but, until the end of the episode. That's okay. Yeah, so you know. just just stop. Although you are talking about a children's movie, just to clarify. Yeah, well, I am. But, I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the corporations who feel, oh, we got to give a little something extra. I don't know. Let's spoil the biggest spot that they probably have at the end of the movie. Come on now. Well, Come on. Even if they did the spot where... It's like it's Wonder Woman's body and it's Jaimon Hoonsoon's wiz, uh, wizard that, face. That, that there. was funny. That that, was that, that would have been fine. I would have took that, but no, they had to show her in there. I mean, come on, come on now. Well, the That's future, just... the future of Shazam, is in question. I, on the positive side, because we're spoilers, the mid credit scene where we um, connect it into the James Gunn DC universe with uh, the two folks from the Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was nice and that was kind of reassuring because I think I, I don't do, I do think that Zachary Levi needs a chance to to uh, to to work on this so I, I enjoyed that I don't know though Ben with the D it's it's in flux I don't I, I would like to think that Zachary Levi be back he, but they put it out there as, as a hope well but the thing yeah. is the thing is the, he you know James Gunn put the investment in there with those two characters at least so that's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. that's yeah. good um, I find it funny. The end credit scene where they go back to uh, Doctor Savannah and, yeah. and the worm is that the first like back to back end credit scenes? It's like a sequel to an end credit scene. Is that the it first time be. they've ever done it that? It might be, and it's also kind of a weird like Captain America at the end of Spider Man tease. Like, well, you waited, and but you know what? You're still gonna have to wait. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, laughed, I laughed at that. That was funny. So, but uh, yeah. Um, also, just uh, just just a quick uh, poor Mister Geckel. Uh, Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. They did my oh, boy Diedrich Bader yeah, wrong. So, they I just mean, straight murdered him. I mean, it's they didn't need to treat him like that. Yeah. They didn't need to do that. I mean, they were trying to make an impact, but come on now, really? Just to, <laughs> so my only other note would be, you know, they have to plant the tree of life or whatever, and that's what causes everything. I wish they hadn't tore up Citizens Bank ballpark. I wish it had been Lincoln Financial Field just because <laughs> I'm not an Eagles fan. I like the Phillies enough. I don't care. Like I like yeah, Bryce Harper. Well, I mean, they, they, they were showing the Eagles play. I mean, the Phillies playing the ball game, Ben, so they had to put two and two together. But maybe I'm but... wrong, though. Uh, speaking of lack of peril, once they got rid of the tree, didn't it all come back anyway, yeah, though? Yeah. So, I mean, no I harm so. done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. No, it's fine. You know, um, and speaking of which, if we don't get another Shazam movie, the way they ended it kind of felt like it could be the end. You know, yeah. everyone was was uh, was happy. Yeah. Jamon Hansu, everybody else was free, and you know yeah. they could do whatever they wanted. They told, they told Billy to stay in the family forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he. Uh, the wizard had his uh, staff back. Uh, Jamon Hansu. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was great. Yeah, Jamon Hansu <laughs> looking slick with a suit and a top yeah. hat yeah. on. So that was that was a good look. Uh, so like yeah. I said, my under, underrated MVP, Jamon mm-hmm. Hansu, uh, yeah. patron saint of the podcast. Yes, so. yes, so. the OG. We've OG. seen like eight movies with old, him. Oh, uh, Digimon Hansu. Yeah. So yes. I think he's so. going to hand the uh, crown off to Jonathan Majors, but we'll see. I, uh, it's I, kind I of know. wild for Jonathan. <laughs> well, after maybe after his. Third appearance. I think. I think right now, Anna Taylor Joy is a little ahead of Jonathan Majors. Yeah, you might be right. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think 
I think Majors is coming soon. I think Majors is definitely uh, going to be in a lot of movies we see. Well, Anna so. Taylor Joy too will have another chance to uh, get one step ahead with the with the Super Mario Brothers movie too. So. That's right. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. All right. So I think that's it. Do we have anything else? I mean, it's it's a it's a yeah. fine movie, meaning that it's it's better than adequate, but it maybe I mean, not the. It, it wouldn't challenge any of the top tier Marvel movies or even the middle tier, but I found it enjoyable. It's it's a family movie. I mean, it's but, nearly top shelf DC. Yeah, but yeah. besides the the brief moments of horror and it's it's a family stark movie. violence when people are really. Oh, it's yeah. definitely a family movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's just. Uh, I mean, it's like now. Granted, the first one had the. Uh, so, let's rest a little bit. Why is it PG thirteen then? The violence, I think. I guess. I mean, yeah. God walks off a roof and goes splat. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. Those great. monsters, like that, you yeah. know, that, that one woman who we were talking about who was just watching everything, like, she got thrown through a plate glass. Yes, yes she did. Yeah, Dietrich Bader, you didn't see it, but he, they yeah. made him commit suicide. Lucy Liu made him commit suicide. Yeah, you're and, right. I'm a little too desensitized. And, and, and then Helen Mirren got stabbed through the she chest. Got, yeah, so. she got shish kebab. So, so, yeah, I think she so, lived for a little bit yeah, longer than yeah, anyone so, should do. So, once again, another coincidence, but, but, but yeah, so there's moments of violence. I mean, the first one, you know, that scene. When Doctor Zavanna murders his dad, Salisbury's John Glover with those with those mm-hmm. monsters, and they trap all those executives being just brutally yeah. viscerated in the boardroom. That was pretty heavy. Yeah, but, that was bad. That was yeah. bad. So, but uh, yeah, um, there's actually there's actually the uh, real, real briefly. I've watched the uh, there's a uh, a deleted scene where they actually did that in a house mm-hmm. in, in the house and they're in the. The house that was owned by uh, Salisbury owns John Glover yeah. uh, uh, character, and uh, that was actually pretty more brutal, actually, than the uh, than the boardroom scene. But well, and uh, Sandberg comes from horror. He did um, he did some of the Annabelle movies. That's why when you see that scene in the beginning with P.J. Byrne, um, he's like, "I'm a pediatrician," and they show the dolls. There's the Annabelle doll there, yeah. and also um, the the. The woman who plays Mary was in one of the Annabelle movies. Oh, wow. Um, with yeah. her. I think that's what Grace Grace Caroline Curry. Okay, so I think we should... Do we have anything else to say? No. Because we, we have another episode to record, so we should keep it moving. <laughs> Keith, you want the plugs? Sure. We can reach us at moviesandamealog at gmail.com, uh, moviesandameal on Twitter, and give us a listen on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Okay, all right. So I think for this episode of Movies and a Meal, I'm Ben. And Keith, spread. Peace. <laughs>